episode 114, Dan Dobos. Sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. <laughs> Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Words they live by, for example, put the cookie down, origins, awakening moments, Yoda questions, and the alpha round to finish. Any men out there who are listening and are interested in the Awaken Your Alpha coaching program, Ultimatum, get lean, get healthy, skyrocket your sex drive, your confidence to benefit your life and the lives of those around you that are close to you, that are important to you, and just be working on a whole nother level. Just get in contact with me through Facebook, Adam Lewis Walker, message me, or Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. Get to the podcast. Right, good morning, everyone. We have Dan Dobbs on the line today. He is the man behind Lead Machine, and this is basically a marketing automation company. It's a contact management system. In his history, in the past, he's sort of the man behind the Mental Blank, which is a seminar company. He's done thousands of presentations and taught people how to sell from stage and advanced learning strategies. So it's really quite a mixed bag. This this episode could go a few ways today, but we're going to try and talk about some great strategies for presentations. But firstly, Dan, are you ready to awaken your alpha? I'm ready. Cool. Uh, sort of a bit of a chucked together introduction from me there. I mean, is there anything you'd like to add to it or just highlight in there? What, what are you all about? Sure thing. So at the moment, I'm working on leadmachine.com, which is a contact management system which a lot of small business owners are using to automate their sales and marketing processes. We've worked really hard to make it something that's really simple and easy to use. And so that's what we're um, working on every day and every night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, really look forward to talking to you about a number of things that, that, that you're interested in. Cool. And um, I think when we spoke before, you mentioned about Lead Machine works. Is it work off Infusionsoft or works with it? I know, it's probably of... a competitor to Infusionsoft. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people find Infusionsoft a bit, a bit hard and difficult. So if you're yeah. looking for you know, an easier alternative um, to get going and something that also works on mobile, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are, are choosing Lead Machine for that reason. Oh, brilliant. I mean, as well, I always ask right near the start, is there a sort of an alpha quote or a quote that you like to live your life by or really resonates with you? Is there anything that springs to mind? Sure. I actually am someone that has a massive document which is just called quotes. <laughs> and I've been, I think I started it maybe even 10 years ago. So I love quotes. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a hundred I could say I, I live by or attempt to live yeah. by anyhow. What's the if I was the to, <laughs> Yeah. Look, if I was to narrow it to, to two, which are really close to me, mm-hmm. uh, the first one would be a Chinese proverb. Mm-hmm which is that the supreme being achieves everything by doing nothing, which (laughs) is a very full-on quote and obviously none of us are supreme beings. But I think it's really just all about leverage and, you know, taking the 80-20 rule to to the max. Um, So I really like that one. Um, The other one that I think is really interesting is on a totally different angle and it's actually um, a quote by a guy called Rumi who uh, lived a long, long time ago and was a very, very wise man. Yeah. And he says, sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. <laughs> <laughs> Get, 
delve into that. I like yeah. that. That makes you think. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a. There's so much to it. You could yeah. probably you know talk for a whole episode just about that quote. Um, but the reason I really like that is because a lot of people. I think are trying to look good and trying to find these sneaky tricks and I think really what he's saying is you know what just figure out what you can do add value be humble and realize there's always more to learn yeah blimey there's some good quotes you got there that's really got us got us going <laughs> definitely I mean awesome talking about selling the what would you say is your area of mastery because we talked about sort of your backgrounds with the mental blank I mean can you just like add a little bit more information of uh, that seminar company and sort of where you're coming from probably the area where I feel I've, I've had a huge amount of experience is in the presenting arena mm-hmm. um, I've done you know over a thousand presentations and that just came from you know being part of the business and needing to do what needed to be done and you know presenting is something where I've been fortunate enough to to have a um, couple of mentors mm-hmm. one in particular who really influenced the way I present I started off as someone with no clue like you know most people are when you start something for the first time and you know I was really worried about looking good and you know made justifying myself and you know I'm talking to all these people so I need to you know have quotes and yeah. statistics <laughs> and you know exactly what you don't want to do in a presentation in terms of you know bamboozling your audience and just sort of not really relating to them and, and you know as time went by I sort of real you know learned to relax and just realize you know what there is some real value in this I'm I'm you know you know I started off you know I've got to memorize and get this word perfect and you know later learn you know obviously that's that's not the way to do it. It's yeah. about recognizing that you know you've got a message, and you know this is I think the big big reason why a lot of university and sort of school like presentations fail is because they don't really focus on any emotions, and, and emotions are really what ultimately cause people to make changes. Yeah. You know, you might have the most logical presentation in the world, but if it doesn't have any emotion, if it doesn't reveal your character. Uh, you know, you're going to be in trouble. Aristotle was very obviously a very very super switched on guy. He looked at in this in this book, which is called the Art of Rhetoric. It's you know thousands of years old, and and he said, look, there are three things that really influence um, whether a presentation is persuasive, and it's logos, pathos, and ethos. And at the time, you know, he, he spoke Greek, not English. So what that meant was logic, emotion, and character. And and what he found was that that it was it was character. Um, that that really had the most impact. Emotion had some impact as well. And I think really that's what a really great presentation does is, yes, it has a message, but it really reveals a person's character. It reveals what they are about, what they stand for, and, and that's ultimately what, what impacts the, the audience who's, who's listening. Throughout all this process then, we've said about the character. How, what are some techniques and strategies to, I mean, it's, like you say, it's, it's hard to get that character across and give it sort of like mm. a system, but... Is there, a, is there a sort of a layout or some, some practical advice you could give to help people express their character in their presentations? Yeah, definitely. Look, I think one thing that would might be useful if, is if we go through five of the biggest mistakes yeah. um, that people make when they present because that, they get in the way of really communicating that character. Mm-hmm. So the first one is this concept of synchronization. And what I mean by that is that a lot of the time you'll see a presenter and they'll show a slide 
So, for example, it might say there are three ways to get more sales, and then they'll say, one, qualify each prospect, two, get as many referrals as possible, three, always ask for the sale. Now, putting aside that the content there is pretty average, the real problem with that is that you show the slides and you show the three points, and as soon as you're saying the first point, everyone's reading the second and the third point. So, there's this disconnect. (laughs) You're saying one thing, everyone else is reading another thing, and... The first thing, just as a really simple thing to do, is if you have multiple lines on each slide, always animate them one at a time. Oh, I, com- now, I completely agree because my background is as a teacher. And yeah, if, if you've got a slide going up where it's just uh, sort of working in colleges, so older sort of, and, ad- young, and young adults really, if you've got a slide where it all goes up, you, it's completely pointless. And yeah, like you say, everyone's ignoring you and they're just <laughs> reading what's on the slide. They're just reading the slides, yeah. yeah. Now, that's not to say slides are not a good thing altogether. I think slides can work well, um, but I think the way they're best done is if they're dominated by an image and really there's there's just one or two or maybe three words. Those are the yeah, best slides. I, I completely agree, yeah, because yeah. like you say, well, and from a you know an audience point of view, I always try to think from that point of view and there's nothing worse and I've, I've, sit, I've been through so many where literally someone is just reading the slides with you. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. And, and and they don't realize that presenting is not dictating. You know, yeah. the audience can read. You know, they don't need you <laughs> to read the slide for them. And, you know, like a really, really good question to ask yourself is, you know, could you email this? Like if, if you could just take your slides, put them on a, in a, you know, Word document into a PDF and send someone else an email. Yeah. And that's it. Well, what's the point of someone driving through traffic, finding a park, going to see you? Like, you yeah. know, it just misses the whole point of the medium. You know, mm-hmm. people have come there. You know, one of one of the things that, that one of my um, early mentors said to me, he says, "Look, you know, if you got if you're doing a, a ninety minute, pre- say, an hour presentation, just to make the, the maths easy, yeah. you're doing an hour presentation, you got a hundred people there. So that's a hundred hours of time. So a hundred hours of time, you know, that's that's two and a half working weeks." You've got a hundred hours in this room. It, it has to be awesome, you know. It, it can't just be, you know, this this nonsense of reading slides. And, yeah. and I think the the other big problem, which a lot of people miss with this with this slide reading, is that at the end of the day, um, it's like when you when you buy a product, you know, mm-hmm. someone first buys you, and then they buy your product. They don't. They don't. You know, it, it's that, that's how it works. It's, yeah. it's it's that that emotional acceptance of you, and and then then purchasing the product. So it's the same with presenting, which and and that is that. You know, people. Uh, you know, if you're just if you if you click the slide and then you read and you click the slides and read, they're going well. You know, it's the slides that are in control here. This person yeah. obviously knows nothing. You know, he's just he's just following the slides. So the whole point is, you need to make yourself the center of attention. The slides are really just there as your backup to support yeah. what you're saying and to reinforce them. So really, the second mistake is is not making yourself. Um, enough of uh, you know giving yourself. It's almost like yeah, not giving yourself enough credit. Yeah, if you're thinking, oh, people are here to look at my lovely slides, <laughs> just the focus yeah. is on them. You're just like a little sideshow. Yeah. And look, I think a lot of people. I think one of the reasons this happens is because a lot of people are sort of a bit unsure of themselves, yeah. and they're not a bit, you know, they're not quite sure that they have anything to contribute. And as a result, they'll go, well, I'll just, I'll just follow the slides, and everything will be okay. Well, no, you probably shouldn't be presenting then, unless yeah. you really have something interesting and unique to say. Well, you know, let, let someone else do it until you're ready. And you know, unfortunately, we've we've lived in a world where school says, you know, you can't make a mistake, and everything needs to be perfect. And we've, mm. you know, we've been conditioned to sort of follow the rules, and you know, not not sort of go out of the, you know, sort of like there's there's, there's that very sort of 
conditioned, you know, systematized, em, you know, employee type, um, you know, not not even a good employee, like a bad employee type, um, you know, sort of conditioning, which a lot of people have gone through, and, and as a result, printing can can be very very scary for a lot of yeah. people, and. Um, you know, you, I think it's I think it's important before you step on stage to really think about you know what do I have to offer, mm-hmm. you know, um, what experiences have I have I gone through that are interesting? And you, most people find that when they really think back, that there have been some interesting experiences. There have been some things that they've done where you know they've gone through a journey. It's been difficult, yeah. and as a result, they've you know they've got a real message to say. So I think that's another big mistake, which is that people talk from like from theory. Rather than actually, you know, talking from experience, yeah. and rather than actually thinking about what the message they have to offer. Yeah, I completely, I completely yeah. agree. Like stories are so much more interesting, and, and you you can't make them up. They're like, and they're unique to the person who's presenting. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stories are, are, are you know a great a great tool. Uh, the next one is loaded words, and mm. um, this is something one of my mentors taught me, which is like, let's just say, you know, someone says September eleven. Yeah. You know, so everyone has a different association with that word. Um, when a real estate agent says, "I have a unique opportunity for you," like we we never actually believe that it really is unique because obviously every <laughs> opportunity is unique. It's just yeah. a nonsense word, you know. Yeah. So you know, like all of these things, like you know, always ask for the sale. You know that that's a loaded phrase. Mm. Um, so like one of the things that's very important when when you're presenting is to try to avoid these type of phrases which which, which are highly lo- which are highly loaded which which are ambiguous because they could mean so many things and you know sometimes you say a phrase which you know you know someone in the audience they, they you know their you know their their teacher when they were in grade 6 said that to them and they hate that teacher and so you know you, you want you want to try to avoid all of these these you know sort of you know almost to the point of cli- like not cliche cliche is like taking it even worse but um, you know just words which or phrases which are common and which have been said many times. Yeah, so you, you want to use glaze over when they hear them. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. The last the last mistake which um, is is a big one. Just just in terms of how people present. Um, so if, you know, very sort of typical structure that people will follow will say something like, you know, what's the idea? Um, why does it matter? How does it work, and what's the action to take? And look, that can sometimes work. I'm not saying it's yeah. it's the worst structure in the world, but the reason why I don't believe that that is the best way to present, I very firmly um, believe this, is because people are distracted. So if you say to them, for example, you know, um, there are there are four parts to marketing. You know, there's there's, there's product, there's place, there's price, there's promotion. Mm-hmm. People just look at they go, oh yeah, okay, who cares? It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, so. So is it, and that's and that's well, you've just you've just said that's the idea. Now you'll say, oh, well, this is why it matters. But you've lost them already. Yeah. Why have you lost them? Is because they're distracted. Number one, you need to understand that when people come into your presentation, what they're doing is they're thinking about what they've got on tomorrow, about the person that cut them off on the way here. That they're they're, they're not thinking about you. Yeah. So you need to do something to wake them up before you even before you make a point. And um, the structure which 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 I've um, learned um, is is this concept of emptying the cup, and it's based on this story where there's this young guy who wants to learn the ways of the world, and he travels up this mountain um, three days, three nights, 
and uh, eventually he gets to the top of the mountain and he sees this master. He says, Master, Master, I want to learn the ways of the world. The master sort of looks at him and goes, no, can't teach you. He goes, what do you mean? I've traveled all this way, three days, three days. He goes, no, 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 sorry, can't teach you. He says, the problem is, he says, your cup is full, your mind is full. He says, if I give you new information, it will be like pouring water into a cup that is full. Just go out the sides of the cup. It will be totally wasted. Because what you need to do is you need to go back down to the valley. You need to go back and you need to empty your thoughts, empty your cup, and then come back and then I can teach you. And so that is the whole point is that when you are speaking to someone, you need to find a way before you make your point, you need to find a way to empty their cup. So for example, one way to do that is to say what do most pe- what do most people do? So, you know, we, you know, for example, most people when they present, they use these 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 horrible slides. Why doesn't it work? Well, here's why it doesn't work. You know, you you're not focusing on yourself. There's no synchronization. Mm-hmm. So, what does work? Well, we talked about, you know, for example, using slides with with images. And so, you know, what's the action to take? Well, you know, whenever you um, create slides for yourself, you know, always always never use more than a couple of words and always use an image. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, because then they you know they're interested in what you're going to say and like how do how do what you're going to say is relating to the random picture as well. I like sometimes you like sticking an, an image up that is not easily explained as well. So then they're obviously they're looking to you for a bit of an explanation as well. Yeah, no. exactly right. And 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 I, if and that also works well is is that if you use text, like for example, um, one one of the one of the slides I've got is called the traffic jam effect. And there's <laughs> yeah. you know there's an image of a traffic jam. So like. Well, what's a traffic jam effect? So you know, that, that 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 already begins that process of, of them of getting them to think. Yeah. Okay. So the, the the idea there also is that you never want to give them the thought to think. You want them to actually arrive at that conclusion themselves. Yeah. So that the thought that they that arrive at, they go, oh well, I've just figured that out. Oh, that's brilliant. This guy's a genius. You know how, how do you, you know? So you know that's actually quite tricky to do. Like if if you say to them, you know, there are four P's. Product, place, price, promote. You've already given them the punchline. You've really? ruined it for them. You haven't let them arrive at those ideas themselves. Brilliant. Is there anything else you'd like to add? We talked about sort of the structure and how to make it sort of interesting and keep them engaged. We haven't really talked about when it comes to selling then from the stage or in in the presentation. I mean, is what are your thoughts around that and ways to go about it? I, I think a few things. I think one of the things which a lot of people miss when they're selling is they they often in when they they first they talk about themselves at the start yeah. and they'll talk about how good they are uh, and that's good to do definitely yeah. you know you need to you know mention your credibility um, at near the start but what what the mistake which a lot of people make is is they just talk about their best things at the start and what what I found to work really well is if you actually save your best achievements right before you sell. Mm. So if right before you sell, you you've you know you're making a point, and then you can link that point to something that you've done, applying that idea that's made you extremely successful. People go, oh, "Wow, that's really impressive," mm-hmm. and then you start to sell. They've just come off that really that really big high. Yeah. So that when you actually get into your pitch, they're very favorably disposed to who you are. Yeah. I suppose the key so, thing there would be to make sure it's relevant. It's got to be linked up. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, what one way of doing that is. So if you talk about uh, whatever concept that is, um, you know, if you sort of circle back and you sort of say, well, look, what have we covered here today? You know, we've, you know, we've covered this and that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just, you know, sort of, you know, very briefly sort of summarize what you've covered. And then you can say, look, and this is how I've applied these ideas. Yeah. So that way there is a link. You know, yeah. Not just no, sort definitely. of, you know, you know. <laughs> um, another point which I think is really important that, that doesn't get much attention is when you're actually 
going through your presentation, the key is to really, really deeply understand the people in the room. And it's to and it's very important for you to show that you really understand who they are and what they're going through. And so specifically, um, what I'm talking about is to really try to understand the frustration scenario is what I call it. So, you know, what what is it that people go through? So, for example, like when they're starting a small business, a lot of people say, "Look, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I'm working for this person and I hate them." And so they say, "Look, well, I'm going to leave this person. I'm going to start on my own." And they're really good at what they do. So, for example, if they're a mechanic, they're really good at at fixing the cars. But they then realize that, hey, you know, there's this whole thing called business, and I've got yeah. to, you know, I've got to do marketing, and I've got to, you know, do, do all the things that a, that a business owner needs to do: manage staff, you know, you know, have, get everything organized. And so, like, there's this whole, there's this whole, whole sort of process which they go through. So, you know, every every person who's listening will have their own different niche and every person but but really really understanding, you know, what exactly is that your is that that your prospect is going through what what makes them so frustrated um and and just saying okay so you've you know and so just sort of going through that process it shows that you understand who they are and then the implication is well, you know, if I understand who I am, well then you know you, this the, you know this this presenter they, they must they must automatically have the solution you know they must yeah. they must really know what 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 the actual answer is uh, another technique that's that's also really useful is in terms of sales um one of the things i've noticed is that a lot of people are trying to give too much information in a presentation yeah. and um as a result people say well that was great it was a great presentation you're giving me all the information so <laughs> fantastic i'll just go and apply it so it's very important in in every point that you're making that you're really uh, emphasizing that the problem and, and you've got to give got to give them some value absolutely, but you've really got to talk about how the, this is actually a one part of a bigger problem. Yeah. Now, one way that you can do this is you can say, look, there are seven strategies which you need to achieve X Y Z. Yeah. And so you say, look, here's the strategy. And, and using your point, you know, you can give it an interesting name, or an interesting image, as you said. Um, and um, then for for that, and then you can say what it is and why it matters. But you don't really tell them how to do it. Now you might give them a little bit on the how, but um, you you don't really. The, the whole point of the presentation of, of of this part would be to say, so look, this 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 is point one. This is what it is. This is why it matters so much. Yeah. Point two: This is what it is. This is why it matters so much. And and while you're doing that, you're still going to give them some some really useful information. Mm-hmm. But then after going through those seven, you say, "Look, we've got only got ninety minutes here today. I want you to get the most which you absolutely can out of today's session. So what we're going to do is we're going to focus on say number three. Yeah. And so what that does is people think, "Oh, so there's actually six more that we're not covering." Yeah. Now you're not saying that, and that's this whole point that you never want them to think the thought. They think that thought. Oh, but I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. So, so that that's an example where if you want people to think that oh, there's all this extra stuff, you, you're not you know, like you're never going to say to them oh, these six we're not going to cover that. Like that's a bit yeah. of a horrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah. you know, but, 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 so, so, so really thinking about what you want people to say, and then think really sorry, really thinking about what you want people to think, and then finding a way to get them to think that without explicitly saying that is is is, is really important. This is loaded. This is going to be the one. If anyone asks me about presentations, I'll just say, look, just go to this episode. This is, we got it covered. We're pretty much to the alpha round just to sort of start tying things up. And you've obviously given us loads of great advice there. But I wonder if there's any 
books that you could recommend, either specifically to do with presenting or just an all-time favourite book of yourself, from yourself, sorry, that you think would be worthwhile to pass on? Yeah, look, to be totally transparent with you, I haven't read a single good book about presenting. Every single every book I've read about presenting has actually been pretty horrible. I was going to uh, say, I, I can't think of any, and that's why I, I thought it'd be interesting to see if, if it did exist. But again, my gut is yeah. it's more from sort of speaking to people like yourself. Maybe there's a spot there that that's a, yeah. a gap there for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny because, you know, two things on that. One was I, I had a – that one of, my, one of my mentors said to me, he said, you know, with presenting, he said, you know, it's something you've really got to do. He says, until you've done 100 presentations, you really know nothing. Mm. And, you know, there's a presentation I've done, literally the same presentation. It's a, it's a sales-related presentation. I've done it easily more than 300 times, probably more than 500 times. Yeah. I don't know the exact number. But there are still things I'm finding to improve. There are still I little you're getting pretty good at that one now. <laughs> you know, you'd think you would, but, like, I'll give you an example. Like, one of the things I just, like, this Trav, we mentioned briefly about this thing called the traffic jam effect what happened one time was that there was this um there was this presentation there was a traffic jam it was horrible and as a result um we actually got late we we all got late to our own presentation anyway so so we get so i get in there and i thought oh my goodness this is horrible i was the first person that none of the helpers had arrived yet and i'm thinking well i've just got to start you know i don't have my slides and anyway Went, started going, the helpers arrived. Eventually, we got the slide sort of going in the background while I was presenting. And the funny thing there was that that presentation ended up getting one of the highest conversion rates ever. Wow. And afterwards, I thought, why did that happen? You know, we were total amateurs being late. Yeah. And one of the things that I realized from that is, is what this idea that we talked about before about making you important. Yeah. In that presentation, I didn't have the slides at all. I was, it was just me. It was all character. Yeah. And one of the things I learned as a result of doing that is you know how when you're presenting, you can, you can actually make the, sli- the, the screen black. Mm. You know what I mean? So like yeah. you, you don't actually see. So, so one, of the, what I, one of the things I actually do now is that when I'm presenting, um, I'll only show the screen for the minimum time possible. So I'm actually oh, trying to recreate shout. that effect. Yeah. So that it's it's all about me, and like there's even if I've made like a lot of the time you know someone makes a point and they've they've done everything well, but there's still this slide in the background. It's a distraction. Yeah, oh, I know? completely agree. And people just yeah, staring yeah. at it. I'm guilty of doing yeah. that myself. As in looking, that's yeah. a great shout of I've never thought about literally having it up and then taking it down because it's almost like yeah, most exactly. people that historically it's like to get rid of it, you've got to go on to the next one, which clearly you don't want to do until the time is right. Yeah. No, that's a brilliant yeah. idea. So that, so that, like that's, and that was only something you know that was that wasn't particularly that long ago. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd easily done it three hundred times. You know, yeah. before I learned that. You know, so like there, there are lots of little things that like you learn. So, uh, yeah, don't really have um, a book about presenting. But yeah. you know, I was, I was actually reading a book. Um, it was actually it was actually a really good book. Um, it was called um, Life in in Half a Second, mm-hmm. and uh, particularly the first chapter of that book. I recommend everyone reads the first chapter of that book. Mm-hmm. And one one of the you know he sort of say you hear people say you know what's your ideal day or yeah. you know if you only had a, a day to live what would you do and i've never really found that question that useful because look if you had a day to live you're probably going to be very upset you know yeah. like you know what i mean like and what's your ideal day well look every day is different you know some days you, you know you go out for breakfast other days you need to get work done yeah. but sort of the concept is is sort of somewhat useful but anyway so what this guy did i just thought he just phrased that a lot better he, he said you know he said he look if you you just got one year to live he said you know uh, what would you yeah. do in that year well that was a really really great question and one of the things i realized is that like there's a lot of stuff around this presenting stuff that you know that i've um that i've learned just from from lots of experience yeah. and uh 
um, I really should, you know, put in some form of document or video or mm-hmm. book or. So yeah, so I've I've actually it's funny um you know I've 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 really just started to to put them you know this all together yeah. so I, I am creating something on this, um, and also we find that you know with Lead Machine a lot of a lot of our customers are are coaches or small business owners that really need to do a lot of presenting and it really is is a very leveraged way of. Um, you know, instead of doing one-on-one marketing, to to either do it through a seminar or through, yeah. to do it through a webinar, mm-hmm. uh, it can, it can be a really, really leveraged way of of using your time and, and getting a whole lot of sales. I've had lots of presentations where you know we've sold like a thousand dollar, you know, a thousand dollar product. We've had you know, um, you know, hundred people, so it's been you know usually forty actual groups of people. We've got yeah. you know typically converted fifty percent. We get twenty. You know, so we're making twenty thousand dollars, and you you know you do two of those in a day, and you've made forty thousand dollars. It's not you know from you know a few hours of, of presenting. Now, um, the, what people don't realize though, it's not it's not the few hours during the day. It's it's the hundreds and hundreds of hours you've done beforehand yeah. that, that makes you um, that. But Certainly, it, it really is a, an incredibly useful skill. So, look, one of the books which I've just read, which I think is an absolutely phenomenal book, yeah. um, is by a guy called Peter Thiel, T-H-I-E-L. Mm-hmm. He is the founder of PayPal. And what a lot of people don't know about Peter Thiel is that the PayPal mafia is what a lot of people refer to these guys, the founding team of PayPal. Yeah, I've heard about um, that, PayPal mafia. Yeah, <laughs> they, went on, they went on to create $7 billion companies. So, uh, YouTube... Um, Tesla, Palantir, Yelp, LinkedIn, SpaceX, and Yammer. Yeah, these all these seven companies were founded by the original founding team at PayPal. So that's a pretty unbelievable yeah. sort of little Strike quirky fact it. to tell about <laughs> yourself. So he's he's a pretty switched on dude, and he wrote an incredible book called Zero to One. Mm. Zero to One is what it's called. Highly, highly recommended. Oh, brilliant. Okay, well, we're just going to do a complete blank around here where you have to fill in the blanks and finish my sentence. It's just so we can find out a little bit more about yourself and the man behind sure. all these presentations and lead machine. So, yeah. let's start this off with, if I was ever to visit your hometown, I should? You should come to Melbourne. It's the best city in the world. Well, maybe not the best, but one of the best. <laughs> okay. uh, Melbourne, Australia, not in Canada. Yeah. And you should definitely have... A cappuccino mm-hmm. at a place called Nineteen Squares, or just go to Ackland Street, um, and you know most places in Ackland Street, St Kilda, are pretty awesome. Cool. Okay, your best friend would describe you as crazy. <laughs> okay, you yeah. upset people by telling them the truth. Yeah, that one comes up a lot. I think we get a lot of a lot of authentic people who are sort of uh, honest with people on the awakening yeah. alpha. So yeah, I, I actually had a friend of mine who I I really like, <laughs> and I went I went to one of her seminars, and I get very excited when I'm sort of giving people feedback. Yeah. and I, I think I just Uh-oh. it was very sad because yeah, like she actually got quite upset, and it wasn't intentional. I was no. just trying to give her the best possible, you know, yeah. approach. But yeah, I think sometimes you've got to be careful. No, definitely, because especially in that situation, I'm sure um, just getting up stage, people are used to, especially sort of French, just kind of that blanket of just just general um, positivity and just saying yeah. everything was awesome, etc. That's that's kind of like this social accepted norm, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to be helpful. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more? Because our time has just flown by. Got lots of value sure. in here, but what's the best way people can find out more about Lead Machine and yourself? And yep, sure. Yep. So they can go to leadmachine.com 
leadmachine.com. And look, if you had any questions from this podcast or, um, you know, feel free to send me an email as well. That's fine. So it's just dan, D-A-N, at leadmachine.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'll do my best to get back to you. Well, yeah. Dan, thank you so much for um, starting your week with me this, this well, today, your, your evening, my morning. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and we are pretty much done. Awesome. Great to chat. Cheers. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaken Your Alpha. Really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, Twitter, Awaken Your Alpha, and Instagram at Awaken Your Alpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I'd love to connect with you and find out more. Those who want to take it up another notch, you can book in your personal strategy session with me. Get straight to that form and apply. It's tinyurl.com forward slash Awaken Your Alpha. Get lean, get healthy, skyrocket your sex drive, your confidence, and just be working on a whole nother level. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.